you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Wednesday, June 28th, 2023, and you are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Always going above and beyond today's special guest. That is the voice of today's special guest. There was no there was no year written in that line, but he gave it to us anyway. He's an NFL media reporter and analyst. He's the sometime host of NFL Total Access, the broadcast, and a regular host of Fantasy Live. He's a two-time state champion in the decathlon. Whoa. Translation, he's a better athlete than you are. He's a father, a husband, a seeker of truth, and a speaker of truth. I told him once that if he were to announce his candidacy for anything i'd be first in line to campaign on his behalf i can't for the life of me find anything wrong with this man and yes listener i looked i tried welcome to the pod patrick claybon i worked very hard to have my grades expunged from the internet <laughs> and so that's why you couldn't find that's the weakness on your record yes what was your worst subject yes <laughs> um but honestly um like and i and we talked about this yesterday the campaign thing i i, I just hope everybody campaigns for the things that they want Ideas, not people. Um, that That's what we need. I like your style. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. And on today's show, we're going to pick the brain of this man until there is nothing left but a few <laughs> scraps long. for the birds of prey to fight over. <laughs> okay, here we go. Are you ready? Yes. Uh, Derek Carr, who signed a four-year, $150 million deal with the Saints in March, told the Fresno Bee that he's, quote, happy to be in a stable organization that's been proven for years, end quote. The Saints are the favorite to win the NFC South, which inspires our first game called Second Opinion. I'll remind you of a division favorite in each of the NFL's eight divisions. You pick a second team in that division who, in your opinion, is most likely to compete with and maybe even beat the favorite. We'll start, well, Derek Carr inspired this game, so let's start in his NFC South. NFC South, the favorite to win it, his Saints. Give me a second team, Patrick Claybon, who, in your opinion, could compete with the Saints for supremacy in the NFC South. Well, it's going to be the Saints' biggest rivalry, and I would make a case that 
perhaps one of the more intense rivalries in all of the National Football League. It's the Atlanta Falcons, because it has to be. Uh, we may have Baker Mayfield starting for the Bucs. There, there's a rookie quarterback starting in Charlotte. I'm going to say it's the Falcons. The Falcons, NFC East. The Eagles are the, I wouldn't say prohibitive favorite, but they are the clear favorite in the NFC East. After all, they are the defending NFC champions. Give me a second team. Is it Giants? Is it Cowboys? Could it possibly be my commanders? Okay, that's a hopeful question. Question, who's your second team in the NFC East? Don't give up hope. Hope is a great thing to have. I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, see, just because like that, you dashed 12, it. 12 wins two years in a row. And I understand it's in vogue. It's like, oh, the Dallas Cowboys are going to lose. Okay, everybody's going to lose. Only one team is going to win the Super Bowl every year. I, I think the Cowboys will be a very good team. NFC North, the favorite. Get ready for this one, y'all. No, it's not the Packers for the first time in a long time. No, it's not the Vikings for the first time in a few years. It is, in fact, the silver and blue team that we don't talk about. We talk too much about Patrick's Cowboys, as we will now call them. But we don't talk enough about the NFC North favorite, Detroit Lions. Give me a second team in the NFC North, not named the Detroit Lions. I will do the Chicago Bears. Really? I will do the Chicago Adam Bears. Adam Rank just got up, choked on something. It's not like a kielbasa. He knows. And he's, he's dancing. He may be the one who inceptioned me into this uh, but a, a long time ago I knew that Justin Fields was going to be a very good player in the NFL and I think this is going to be the year I really like this for him and for me. That's cool. Can you imagine Lions and Bears 1-2 in some order in the NFC North? I kind of like the sound of that. There it is. That's a future I can live in. Let's finish the NFC in the West. The 49ers are the current favorite. The Seattle Seahawks, many people's darling to perhaps unseat the 49ers, the reigning NFC West division champion. Do you buy that? Who's your second team, second opinion in the NFC West? It's certainly not the Cardinals. It is the Seahawks for me. Um, I, 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 I love what the Rams have done in the past. I would like to see more built around what's really good as far as the core of a football team. But it's Geno, it's DK, it's, it's the Seahawks. Okay, Patrick Claibon, let's turn now to the AFC. Let's start in the AFC South the reigning division champion. What a streak at the end of last season to, to get the title from the Tennessee Titans. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's the boys down in Duval County. They are the favorite to win it yet again. Give me a second opinion, a second team in the AFC South. Who is it and why? Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans aren't done yet. I'm not ready to punt on the Tennessee Titans. Still in there. The AFC North defending champion, the Cincinnati Bengals. No question about that. This is a very interesting division, Patrick. I should think this is not an easy question to answer, but maybe you'll prove me wrong. What's your second opinion, your second team in the AFC North behind the favored Cincinnati Bengals? Not the second team. It's my first team. It was my first team last year. It's the Baltimore Ravens. They're a better team. They're going to have Lamar for the duration of the season. And... I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. The Bengals, according to Patrick Claibon, are not the class of the AFC North. That team is, in fact, Baltimore. The Baltimore Ravens. Go on, Action Jackson. Let's talk AFC East. The defending AFC East champion Buffalo Bills are once again the favorite in the preseason. I'm not totally sure I buy it, but let's hear your opinion on this. Give me a second opinion, a second team in the AFC East behind the favored Buffalo Bills. That would be the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Yes. Overlooking the Jets, overlooking the, uh, what's their names again? Oh, yes, the Patriots. I don't know if it's overlooking the Jets. It's just appreciating what Tua, what Jalen, and what Tyreek were able to do in their first seasons all playing together. It was Jalen's first healthy season. He was hurt his rookie year. I, I've seen the training camp video. I'm, I'm sold. 
I've seen enough. If Tua's upright and walking, which you could say about any team, right? If Josh Allen's upright and walking, they're going to be very good. I think the Dolphins are a very good team. I think they'll win the East. I, I think we can agree on this, though, Patrick, that the clause, if he's healthy, comma, is applied more often to Tua and yes. this Dolphins team than it is to any other player in any other team. And it's very unfair. And again, I don't want to diminish the accomplishments of anybody out there without a head. But if you are a human being, generally you have a head, you are capable of, of sustaining a brain injury. I don't think it's fair to suggest that Tua Tungavailoa has some sort of bodily flaw that everybody on the planet doesn't also suffer from if they suffer head trauma. I'm not ready to punt on Tua. Translation, this is a matter of luck, not a matter of biology. Let's finish the AFC in the AFC West, the defending division champion eight straight times now. They happen to be the defending NFL champion, the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. They are the favorite to win it yet again. Give me a second opinion in the AFC West. Who's a team on the rise or perhaps a team that could challenge the Chiefs? No, uh, but I will take the, the Los Angeles Chargers. The Los Angeles Chargers, the Bolts. Can lightning strike? And if so, what would that look like? Just a competitive team that finishes two or three games back and gets a wild card spot? Is that what you're kind of thinking? It, it would look like a team that's more explosive at the third wide receiver position. It would look like a competent defense that's able to stop the run. It would just be, some people would feel it's a more boring version of the Chargers, but it's a more consistent version of the Chargers, and it's one that will finally get people to stop saying. Again, you have to hoist the trophy for people to stop saying absurd things, which is asinine. But I, I think people should at least stop saying them after this season. Uh, do you buy Brandon Staley as, I think he's on the short list. Maybe let's amend this question on the fly. I would say he's probably on the short list of coaches that are feeling a little bit of a temperature rise um, in, their, in their hind quarters. They are on the hot seat as they head into the 2023 season. I think we can agree on that. Do you buy him, though, in this role? He's aggressive. He's confident. Some people wonder why he's so aggressive and why he's so confident. Do you buy him in this role? As the is he the right coach, man at the right time for this I, team? I do. And the thing, the thing about football is the ball's not round, and randomness is going to determine so many outcomes. But Brandon Staley doesn't leave me saying, oh, it's not like a Nathaniel Hackett situation. It, 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 it's a, if things go correctly, he could be coaching this league for 10, 15 more years. If things don't go correctly, he may have to wait to get another shot. But I do think he's going to be a head coach in the NFL regardless of the way things turn out here. You know, twice now in your answers, you have reminded us of something that I don't think we talk about enough, and we should probably make it the focus of a podcast in the days or weeks to come. And it is the role of fortune, the role of luck. So much is based on luck, calls going your way, bounces going your way, you're right. It's, it's not uh, spherical, it's weird. It's how we roll in this weird game that we love so much. The next game is called Top to Bottom. All right, Patrick Claibon, I'm going to give you two NFL divisions, and you must choose only the one that you believe is the best okay. from top to bottom. Not historically, not lately, <laughs> just now. Let's begin with the following toss-up. Would you choose the AFC East or the AFC North? Top to bottom, which is the best NFL division, AFC East or AFC North? I will go with the AFC North there, and it's close. Why? It's very, very close. It's because the consistency and the people that are leading these teams. Um, if, if, you, if you're going odd man out, right, you've got a second-year coach in Miami against Kevin Stefanski. Okay, I'll allow those to be washes. And then you have arguably the greatest coach of all time. Uh, but then you go into the, the Ravens and the Steelers and uh, – You've got the Bengals and what they've done here recently. I just give the edge 
to those coaches and also to the quarterbacks. Who's the bottom team in the AFC East as you see it now? Is it the Patriots or is it the Jets? It's the Patriots. Okay, so let's compare that team to the bottom team as you see it in the AFC North. Is it the Steelers or is it the Browns? It's the Browns. Okay, so Browns versus Patriots. The house is on fire. You can only save one. You're saying the Browns. I am saying the Browns. Based on point. quarterback? Based based on, not necessarily based on quarterback. It's a based on the continuation of what they were able to accomplish yes, a sir. year ago. The Patriots, Bill Belichick, again, one of the best to ever do it, made yes. a decision to have Matt Patricia coordinate his offense last year. It was horrible. Did not work out for anybody involved. Rectify that. They bring in Bill O'Brien. They are still starting over. I say they're on an even plane, but the Browns have a continuation. The Patriots are starting over there. AFC East versus AFC North. Patrick Claibon says the edge goes to, not by a huge margin, but by a significant enough margin, the AFC North. My Super Bowl champions in there. Let me throw a wild card at you. Do it. Let's say that the rumors are true Uh and that Dalvin Cook and... DeAndre Hopkins, Messrs. Cook and Hopkins end up in Foxborough, Mass. Why would you ever want to go to Foxborough, Mass? But there you go. In this hypothetical, both of these prized free agents end up wearing the red, white, and blue in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Does that change your answer on AFC East versus AFC North? No, it doesn't. And, and now that I've had a few more seconds to think about it, really the way my answer hinges is I think the Bengals and the Ravens are two of the top four teams in the entire NFL. I would make that statement now, and the East doesn't necessarily have that, so it's going to be tough. This may be an obvious answer based on what you've just said. Is the AFC North the best division of all eight NFL divisions in the entire league? Yes. Let's turn now to the AFC South versus the NFC South. Two oft-disparaged divisions in the NFL. I think we can agree they probably are the weakest divisions in their respective conferences. The AFC South versus the NFC South, who is best of those two, top to bottom, Patrick Claibon. It's the AFC South. They are the best. They are the better of the two. Hinging almost exclusively on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Because you're dealing with rookie quarterbacks. You're dealing with quarterback issues in both of those divisions. Uh, but I'm going to choose the AFC. You would choose the, the Jags over the Saints as the class of their respective divisions. I would. Who is the worst of the AFC South teams as you see it now? Is it the Texans? Yes, it is the Texans. I think C.J. Stroud has the most to overcome in terms of the construction of the roster, a team that seems to be putting a significant effort towards winning for the first time in several years. I think he's got the the toughest task there. He has the toughest task, but you have chosen the AFC South on the on the backs of your belief in the Jags. Yes, and very so, top-heavy guy. Me. So, so that, that division gets the edge over the NFC South. The NFC South struggler, as you see it, is it the Panthers? Is it the is it the Panthers? It's the Buccaneers. It's the Buc- Of course, what am I saying? It's the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. So the Bucks are the struggler in the NFC South, and you would give the edge head-to-head right now on a game between the Bucs and the Texans. You think C.J. Stroud and the Texans beat the Bucs? Week 12 and after, I do. Uh, if it's a week two game, then yeah, I might give the edge to the veteran-led Buccaneers. Fair enough. It was a ridiculous hypothetical. No, it's not. Let's it's move on to game. the next question. Which is the most overrated NFL division? <laughs> the AFC West or the NFC East? Who's doing the ratings? It, I, I don't want to get philosophical. Because with regards to the, the you're the man questions. in the chair. You can get philosophical. You can get snarky. You can get. Uh, okay. You just can't leave. You can't get a cab. Okay. Um, which would be tough uh, at this at this time of day. Certainly on the third floor. I think in terms of most overrated, because when you ask about the East, I know the Cowboys are in there, and 
people have things to say about the Dallas Cowboys yep. uh, based on that person. If you're scoring at home, that's Patrick Claybon's second reference to the potentially overhyped Dallas Cowboys. Please well, carry on. What, you know, just conversations that become a bit tiring. Also, like, you know, somebody's predilection for injury, as if Wolverine is available, right, and, and somebody who's impervious. Um, and so I, I would say the West. The I, AFC West is the more overrated of the two divisions. I, I think so. I think you're absolutely right. And I think they benefit certainly from having number 15 and for him, for having Andy Reid, for having the defending Super Bowl champion in that division. But if we were to look at our preseason conversations a year ago today, let's say, we were looking at a Broncos team that certainly was on the rise, yes. right? A Raiders team that was finally going to compete and a Chargers team that certainly had the ability to maybe unseat the Kansas City Chiefs at the top of the AFC West. And we were wrong, wrong, and more wrong and and yet you look at the nfc east and we thought oh is this a division capable of you know being competitive again yes 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 and even my commanders yes at the bottom of that division not a losing team at eight eight and one so the afc west in your opinion patrick claybon is the more overrated nfl division yes i believe you're absolutely right more likely to go from worst to first the bears or the falcons bears why because of the rest of the division, I think it's going to be a tougher task. Um, but if you're if you're telling me that, hey, you know, there's Jared Goff, and and then we don't necessarily know what's going to happen with with Jordan Love. The Vikings had so many close wins last year. I think the division may be a little easier for, oddly enough, considering what I said about the NFC South. I think there's an argument to be made that the Bears could win the North. 11 of their 13 wins or 14 wins were one within score. one score. One score. 11. Yeah. It defies arithmetic. Absolutely pantsed by the Giants. Pantsed by the Giants. That is, in fact, a technical term. Look it up. The name of this game is Can't Say Bucks. Most likely to go from first to burst. Vikings or Bills? Vikings. Could you make an argument that the Bills could, in fact, go from first to worst in the AFC East? You could make that case. Bill O'Brien comes in and revolutionizes the Patriots' offense. Yes. Bill Belichick figures out the defense. Tua stays healthy. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, Joe Namath is putting a jacket on him in pregames. And everything's great. And football is better because New York is winning. And, and all that stuff that people are going to say. Aren't the Bills, though, realistically, this is not as hypothetical and as fantastical, I think, as your answer suggested it is. Don't you believe, based on what we've seen over the last few years, that the Buffalo Bills are one of those teams that is headed in the wrong direction? It could go in the wrong direction. It could go in the wrong direction at all times. We saw things fall off for Aaron Rodgers when he was with the Packers. The, the thing when you have a created football player that was built in a lab or in somebody's imagination is, yeah, it could go horribly wrong, but he can also go out there and win. And he can go out and win in so many situations. And this is a team that, as we talked about the Vikings, got pantsed at home in a playoff game. So, of course, there's, there's the capacity for things to go the wrong way, but we've also seen them be really good against really good teams. And do I think it's likely? No. Do I think it's possible they fall? Sure. Anybody can do it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's it. going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. I mean, he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy. With me today, my special guest, Patrick Claybon. And we are picking this man's brain like a murder of crows over roadkill. I know, that's a terrible image. It was really stark. It's rather maudlin. Awful. It's the uh, circle maybe, of life. Yeah, well, you know, maybe we'll rewrite that one. Okay, let's move on. The next question, the more overrated team. There are a lot of teams that are sort of at the top of the buzzing list right now. Two in particular I want to ask you about. Who is the more overrated team? Is it the Detroit Lions or is it Aaron Rodgers, number eight's New York Jets? Lions or Jets, who's more overrated? Patrick Claibon. And it's unfortunate that I have to say it, but but it's the Detroit Lions. It, it, there was a late game in the season with the playoff hopes on the line. They went on the road to Carolina and got ran through. Uh, They could not stop the Carolina Panthers on the ground to save their lives and to save their seasons. And I recognize what they did against the Packers at the end of the season to keep them out of the playoffs. It was a great moment. But in terms of what our long-term view of what they can do, they have more of a hill to climb considering the problems on defense. And I'm not necessarily sure that I saw them address them. The Detroit Lions, are they guilty of being a better story than they are a team? No, they're, they're a fun team. They're a good team. Uh, Leading the league and scoring at at multiple points of the year, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I also saw a Jets team that was so good on defense and had absolutely nothing to offer on offense purely because of the players that they had to play at quarterback. And now you bring in a, a guy who has been very, very good was very, very good through stretches of last year, even with the thumb injury. I, I think they're the better team. 
it almost, listener, there was a look on Patrick Claibon's face just now when he was referencing without name-checking Aaron Rodgers. It almost pains you to say that. Uh, do you have beef with uh, Aaron Rodgers? I, no, I don't have beef with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers may have some beef with reality, <laughs> which is a place I live and enjoy. Whatever if, do you mean? You know, hey, and, and again, if somebody has holistic beliefs and opinions and brain-altering substances, go for it. Um, that's not me. Uh, and, and maybe that was the, the, the look. Maybe that was the look. I was merely trying to, to discern, to, uh, you know, <laughs> interpret, to translate. The next game is called Quarterback in a Vac. The next question, you have one game to win. Would you rather have? Get ready to roll your eyes. Okay. Kirk Cousins or Mac Jones? And no, you don't get Justin Jefferson with Kirk Cousins, hence the name Quarterback in a Vac. Who are you choosing, Kirk Cousins or Mac Jones? Just purely unknown football team generic players generated and then the two quarterbacks are the only value i will go with kirk cousins okay why because i and this this may sound absurd no my, no no nothing you said sounds absurd yet head. i'm watching kirk cousins in the pro bowl flag football game and i see a furious competitor because i know that there's money on the line and there's always money on the line and kirk cousins will get his money it's it's not a question of love. It's a question of you, me, and there's money behind you. I think Kirk Cousins will go through you to get that money as a contract year. I think Kirk Cousins is my pick. I think in a very thinly veiled way, Patrick Claibon has just identified Kirk Cousins as a mercenary. The best current NFL rap battle <laughs> is, be is between Jamar <laughs> Chase and Travis Kelsey over, of course, Burrow versus Mahomes, which takes us to the next topic. We're calling this one NFL rap battle. Could you make the argument that Joe Burrow is better than Patrick Mahomes? I will say that Joe Burrow is an icon despite the fact that he hasn't had the Super Bowl success that Patrick Mahomes has. What gives him and that icon status? It's the, first of all, people that enjoy cisgendered males really enjoy the aesthetics of Joe Burrow. It, it's it's an undeniable They fact. call him Joe Cool for a reason, bro. He has not run afoul that I can think of, of anybody in Columbus, Ohio, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, in Cincinnati, Ohio. It, any of the places he's ever been, you, you cannot find anybody to say a bad word about Joe Burrow. He has done these things. He's reached this status. He had the best season of any quarterback in the history of college football. Yes, he did. And we feel this way about him, despite the fact that the Bengals have come up short in their opportunities. And I think that's a tremendous accomplishment, considering how antagonistic the sports world can be regarding coming up short. It, it's, it's inescapable. There's so many haters, but it's really tough to find them about Joe Burrow. So there's something about him that stands above the rest, that he dodges all of the slings and arrows of outrageous criticism that come from this community of haters. And that's because he's Joe Burrow. So that's the case that I will make. The Hamlet reference did not go over my head. Do titles give you the title GOAT? Goat troubles me. I have a real problem with goat. It kind of annoys me. We used to use the word goat or the phrase goat, or I guess the title goat, uh, the acronym as it turns out, greatest of all time with regards to Jim Brown. And then it was Lawrence Taylor. And then it was Jerry Rice. And then eventually it turned into Tom Brady. And now the question is being thrown at the kid. Could you make the argument that Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback of all time? 
You can, you certainly can, but again, I have qualms with the term itself in the first place, and, and you just pointed so out. So you would reject the premise. Yeah, I, I do reject the premise because it means so many different things to so many different people. And if you're making the case that, oh, well, he's the best. Well, it, it's a game where there's 22 people on the field at any given time flying i mean do the math on the possible permutations you've got coaching staffs you've got elements you've got the stadium you've got the the actual surface that the teams are playing on as we've seen in arizona two of the last two super bowls that have been played there i i, I just think there's so many things that go into what's best that we would need an hour and a half to define best we would need four and a half hours to define greatest I would just make the case, if I'm starting a football team in 2023, I would like Patrick Mahomes to be my quarterback. I love that. Now I will ask you the, the impossible question to answer, forgive me, but you've set me up for it. Mm -hmm. Patrick Claibon, who is, in your estimation, the greatest of all time? The greatest of all time to me is Michael Jordan. If, if you're asking me, right, in terms of contributions, um, I'm, I, I, I might look at Colin Kaepernick and say that Colin Kaepernick is the greatest of all time. Uh, he facilitated a discussion that got people to a whole lot of places. Being great could mean so, different, so many different things to so many different people. You're damn right it could. Thank you for that context. We interrupt this podcast to bring you a tutorial on the fantasy draft process. Ooh. Professor Claibon in attendance. Man to man, you don't have to reveal your secrets, but what I'd like you to do is reveal your secrets. Let's do it. Uh, what is your process as you go into a fantasy draft? You are an expert in that space. I am not merely a rank amateur struggling to compete with my <laughs> friends. Uh, what is the first thing you look at? What's the next thing you look at? How do you discern the best guys to draft and the guys to avoid? Do I want to watch them play football? That's your first metric. That is the very first metric. I find that so validating, Patrick, because that's kind of what I choose. I choose guys that I want to watch. Yes. It's really less a numbers game and more a voyeur game. I, it's For me, it's like I want to have more fun in the process, so I pick guys that I love watching play. Yes, and I love watching guys who are explosive. I love watching guys who get opportunities. It's frustrating to see a guy who has all the talent in the world but isn't in the right position to succeed. So I take that formula, I apply it to myself, and, and I'm looking at the board, right? We had the conversation about Tua and getting hurt. There was this, again, asinine conversation about Christian McCaffrey a year ago. If Christian McCaffrey is on the board, I would like him on my football team because I like to watch him play football. And I think he's on a team that's going to have success with a coach that can put him in positions to have success. I do not care about the whole injury thing. If he is able to be drafted, I will draft him. Amazing. Okay, so um, do you care at all about strength of schedule? No. Do you worry at all about the devaluation of the running back the overarching concern about the running back devaluation in the NFL, or do you still draft high? Are you still bullish on drafting running backs high in a fantasy draft? The thing that has changed is where I'm taking guys around 14, 15, 16. It's not as clear cut uh, because you have the Devontes, you, you have the Cooper Cups that sneak into those uh, spots, not just sneak in, the Cooper Cups stomp. Yeah, deserve to be you there. A, you make an easy 101 case. Without a doubt, yeah. Uh, for Cooper Cup. The, the conversation about running backs, of course, bothers me in a worker value aspect because these guys, um, you know, give everything physically and emotionally to a game and, and they can't be compensated. The idea that Saquon Barkley isn't worth more than $10 million to the Giants is bananas to yeah, me. It's... Uh, but in, in terms of my fantasy draft strategy, 
I, I just I, I want I want good guys on good offenses that I want to watch because I enjoy football. I would like to enjoy football. And if I'm rooting for guys I don't like watching, then that really hurts me. Has this strategy been successful for you? Are you a winning uh, fantasy player? Almost. Again, like I, I play, I play in the, almost Caleb. Caleb's in the back of the room, uh, grinning right now, laughing. I, is that is that a laugh of commiseration? I am in a league with Cynthia Freeland and millions of permutations, right, from somebody who has incalculable oh my God, more that's right. intellectual capacity than I do. So it's going to be hard. And again, it's, it could be a dice roll, but you know what? I have had fun every single day. For the love of the game, that is the reason to play fantasy. So says Patrick Clavon. What is your ruling on a QB flex league? I convinced my guys that I've been friends with for 30 years to do a QB flex league a few years ago. Do you like a QB flex I league or no? I love a QB you flex do. league. I love all of these. You could talk about IDP leagues. You can give me a 15-player IDP league, and I love it because if you're playing with people that you can trust and communicate with, then it makes things more fun. The more weird rules you want to throw in there, as long as everybody's on board and, and you've got a commissioner that can handle it, I'm, I'm all about it. Last fantasy question for the fantasy expert, Patrick Claibon. You have the first overall pick in your first fantasy draft of the new season. Based on what you know now, who are you picking first and why? I'm taking Christian McCaffrey 101 because it's going to be not even year two. Year 1.5 in Kyle Shanahan's offense I, I think he's going to get a lot of opportunities. I think he's going to catch a lot of balls, depending on the quarterback situation, regardless of, of when Brock Purdy comes back. He's going to be the centerpiece of this offense, potential MVP candidate. I would, I, I would make a case for Devontae, but I can't. Quarterback change. I would make a case for Cooper Cup, but I don't know what the Rams' long-term aspirations are at this point. So I'm saying CMC 101. For I lied. I have one more question. You have the second overall pick in your first <laughs> fantasy draft of the new season. Based on what you know now, Christian McCaffrey has been selected first overall. Your pick is off the board. Who are you picking second and why? Justin Jefferson. Volume I, play? I, I'm taking Justin Jefferson purely on the idea that Kirk, again, in a money year, is going to hoist that thing. Kirk Cousins. You've been called out. No, he knows. It's, and I'm not saying that Kirk's going to try extra hard. I think Kirk goes out there and deals every single time. He runs up against the same thing everybody run, runs up against. It's hard to win games. And I think he's running up against what everybody else runs up against, too, which is during a contract year, these so-called contract years, I should think everybody plays a little bit harder. That's human instinct. Is it not? There have been some. We tend to talk about the guys who have a lot of success in contract years. The guys who don't end up getting cut, and we don't talk about them anymore. I think maybe it's a little bit of confirmation bias, uh, but but I think if you have continued success as Kirk Cousins has, there's no variance in your effort level. I, I, I truly think it's difficult for us to sit on the outside and be like, this guy's trying hard, this guy's not trying hard, this guy's trying hard, this guy's not trying hard. I think this is so many people's dreams that everybody's trying hard. Is Kirk Cousins the perfect example of stats over stature? No, I, I don't. I don't necessarily think he is. I, I, I don't even know if I believe it, if, if I believe in the concept, because, again, it takes so much to get so many people on the page to get a yard in this league that I'm not trying to discount anybody's success. You go out there and you bend Danucci five screen passes and you get 200 yards. Hey, you did it. You threw the ball. Those yards count. Uh, let's move on to NFL WrestleMania. Would you rather see Travis Kelsey versus Jason Kelsey or Travis Kelsey versus George Kittle? Uh, honestly, Travis versus Jason 
would be hard to sell the vitriol. It would be hard to get the excitement. and Because they guys, genuinely love each other. Yeah, and you can tell. Anytime those dudes are on the podcast, on the field, that one just won a Super Bowl, one just lost a Super Bowl, the Donna's there. Like, it's hard to sell that. Now, if you wanted to have a tight end you beef, some tweets, maybe some unfollowing on Instagram <laughs> leading up to the main event at Kelsey Mania. Kelsey versus Kittle. I love Woo, it. Boy. I love it. Okay, uh, try this one on for size. Would you rather see Stefan Diggs versus Trayvon Diggs or Stefan Diggs versus Stefan Diggs? <laughs> I think the idea of instantly cloning a person is so incredible. I would love to see that, but the implications are kind of scary to me. But if we could get two Stefan Diggs, yeah, put them on your team. Last, uh, last WrestleMania question for you. Would you rather see Josh McDaniel versus Derek Carr or Ken Dorsey versus a coach's booth? Josh McDaniel versus Derek Carr. I want, I want actual beef. I know that Ken and the Microsoft Surface tablet have restored their relationship. They are good. It's a fantastic product. Everybody should go out there and get one. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. With me today, Patrick Claybon, who is the host of NFL Total Access, the broadcast all week. Make sure that you catch that. He is wonderful on it. Appointment television. Make that appointment. Make it now. A couple more questions for you. Uh, knock, knock joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? 
I don't know where to go with this. Who would you rather see on Hard Knocks, Saints, Jets, Commanders, or Bears? Those seem to be the four teams that A, satisfy the criteria, and B, haven't said unequivocally no. Who would you rather see? I would rather see the Bears. I know there's so much. The dis- Bears. I, unexpected so- answer. Yeah, and, and it's an unexpected team that I'm trying to learn more about. I'm trying to see how DJ Moore feels about the trade. I'm trying to see what the organizational methodology is with regards to player construction. I'm already tired of the Jets. You are already tired I'm of the Jets. I'm already tired. I've, I've seen enough. With, with, You're not interested in the chemistry experiment between Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson and having brought in Alan Lazard and maybe a returning Brees Hall. No, you're not interested in that youthful defense that could be, on their day, one of the better defenses in the AFC, if not the NFL. No, not interested. I, uh, we're going to get Robert, Robert Sala is too level-headed for you. He's not good no. enough television. He's a man of character. He's a man of wisdom. And yet maybe he's not that kind of Dan Campbell must-see TV. My thing is we're going to get it anywhere. They're in New York City. We're going to get it anywhere. Fair we're enough. Not Jets are off the list. I'm totally buying to it. What about Dennis Allen? What about uh, Derek Carr, a new quarterback with the Saints? What about the, the effervescent and ever-intriguing Cam Jordan? Uh, what about Michael Thomas? What's the deal with Mike Thomas? What about New Orleans as a beautiful backdrop for an interesting team, a beloved team? No love for NOLA? I've got so much love for NOLA, which is why I've invested in learning about Dennis Allen and and Derek Carr, who we've experienced. And you mentioned Cam Jordan. We've seen so many aspects of his personality. My thing is we've seen it. Okay, Uh, fair enough. I'll make one last. Yes, no, I totally hear you. In fact, I think you're absolutely right on both cases. Let me try one last pitch on behalf of my Washington commanders. What an interesting perspective. The cellar dweller of the NFC East and yet not a losing team. Again, reminder, 8-8-1. With a new quarterback, Sam Howell. A kid who doesn't really have much of a sample size, certainly at the professional level, not even really at the collegiate level. You've got Ron Rivera, a beloved coach. You have a top four total defense in the NFL with a potentially returning Chase Young. You have a fascinating division that claims the defending NFC champion, the always interesting and overhyped potentially Dallas Cowboys, and the number one market, New York Giants. Isn't this an interesting perspective as an NFL team and for an NFL fan to see how a team can compete against seemingly insurmountable odds? Absolutely. And we would get an up-close and and personal experience of Eric Bieniemy stepping outside of the shadow of Andy Reid and showing us why he's needed this opportunity for so long. Isn't that something that gets you excited to learn about a football team? Yes, it does, which is why I selfishly do want to see my commanders. But in the end, the final word goes to you. It's the Bears' last uh, last pitch. Why the Bears? Because we get to learn about a player who did so much for us, fantasy-wise, excitement-wise. We had a legendary season for a quarterback running the football, and we could incorporate more aspects. This is with... This this wasn't Amon Ra's St. Brown. Equinemius St. Brown yes, was sir. his best option at receiver yes, for sir. a significant portion of last season. And, and so I just I want to see more about that. Yes, I think the commanders will be a great case right after that. But you're asking me, Sam Howell or Justin Fields? I'm going to lean Fields there a, a little bit more. Truth be told, and the fact is I can be unbiased in this moment. If I had to choose between Sam Howell and Justin Fields, I'm choosing Justin Fields too. MJ Acosta Ruiz and I met him at the Super Bowl this past whatever it was, January or February in Arizona. Had a chance to sit down with Justin Fields. He is fascinating. Yeah. He is wise. He may be almost too polite for hard knocks, but <laughs> the, the fact is if Patrick Claibon gets his way and the Chicago Bears are the featured team in hard knocks, Patrick says that is worth the watch. The final question to you, sir. Please finish the following sentence. I wouldn't be surprised if
Look, I know you don't have a crystal ball, but if you had one, what would you like to see in it? I would not be surprised if the 2023 NFL season ended with Jalen Hurts coming up as the runner-up for the second year in a row. And this time it's Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. A Baltimore Ravens, you've been put on blast as Patrick Claiborne's favorite to win the Super Bowl. Action Jackson back where he belongs in the spotlight. I love this for you. I love this for them. I love this for our boys here who are Ravens fans. Today's producer, McEnroe Francis, big Ravens fan. Good for you. Well done, Patrick Claiborne. I would like to thank today's very special guest, Patrick Claiborne. I'm going to get you. his name on a ballot at some point. Oh I'm going to force his name on a ballot at some point. He's going to run. He's going to win. And he's going to change our world. <laughs> I hope you will come back and join us someday soon uh, anytime i want to invite the listener to join us on friday now i did this to you last week i made a promise that i didn't deliver on there were some reasons why trust me they were personal they were important i'm so sorry to let you down but i won't let you down for a second straight week we will have a week in review in the nfl that's on friday till then ciao for now NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.